Hi guys, this is Hank Fortner, and welcome to Typically Hazardous. This is the inaugural episode of a podcast that I'm just kicking off, and I'm so excited that you're listening to these words. If you're hearing my voice, it means we've found each other and that we are now on a journey together, and I'm so grateful to be a part of your life. I decided to kick off a podcast for a number of reasons, and uh, of those you which you'll hear in the next few minutes, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to kick off by explaining what this podcast is about. My uh, two favorite things, or two of my favorite things, I don't want to be too extreme, two of my favorite things are etymology and adventure. And etymology, because I am have always been a speaker, I've been a speaker for about 15, 16 years of my life since I was young, and uh, as a speaker, you are fascinated by words, and it's the same with writers, and I'm, I'm becoming a writer now, or I guess when you're a speaker, you write your own words, so I've been a writer, but I've been focused on words. I'll, in a conversation, I'll be at a party or something, and I'll hear a person say a word that I haven't heard often or that I don't know what it means, and I'll write it in my notes, and then later I'll Google it, and I love to look at the etymology. What two words does that combine? Does it have a Latin origin? How often is it used? What's its Spanish or French translations? And a lot of times the Spanish translation is the actual literal description of the word as opposed to what we call it in English. So I love that. And so I was looking at the etymology of the word adventure because I love adventure. I grew up in a very boring place in the world, like a very beautifully safe, wonderfully wholesome, boring place where there's very low crime and not a lot of natural disasters. I mean, it's just, it's it's a pretty boring place. So the way that you survive as a teenager and as a kid is you survive by infusing adventure into every small thing or routine thing in life. You just find a way to make a quiet neighborhood at 7 p.m. an adventure. You find a way to make it uh, wonderful. And then uh, as I got older, you know, we would get cars which is the dangerous part because we would find ways to make driving the dangerous part. And then even later in life, we would, you know, when you're legally allowed to buy an airplane ticket, I remember with my friends, we would make life adventurous before we had cars. And then when we could drive, we would take road trips as far as we could go, as long as we could go, as often as we could go. And then when we had, we were old enough to buy airline tickets, we would go as far as we could and see how many countries we could see in how many days and I've always loved adventure, but for me, the adventure wasn't always travel and wasn't always something that was an escape from my life. What I found as I got older is that my life actually was the adventure, and when I faced things that mattered in the world, not just weekends away or trips away from friends, when I faced things that mattered, that in itself was an adventure. So the etymology of the word adventure Webster says the definition starts, the first definition is an unusual and exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity. This podcast is called Typically Hazardous because what I know about us, what I know about you, even though we haven't yet met, is that your life is an adventure, is that you are faced with things every single day that matter. And every single thing you're faced with is typically hazardous. And you have a choice 
whether to see what you're facing in your life as an adventure and as typically hazardous and as diving in and taking the plunge, or you have a choice to just say, I'm just going to see if I can eliminate as much risk as possible. See, this conversation is about all those adventures that you face, all those adventures that we're in front of all the time. Adventures like love, having kids, starting a business or starting a family or ending a business or hiring your first employee, or, or, or taking the biggest job of your career, or losing someone that you love, the typically hazardous danger of love. Or maybe for you, it's growing a business, or maybe you're starting a church, or you're changing careers, or you're beginning again, or you're starting over. See, it is all an adventure. And what you are facing, what we are facing, is the adventure of this life. And see, for me as a person, I spent so much of my life afraid. I was afraid of lots of things. I was afraid of small things and big things. I was afraid of catastrophic things that never happened. And I was afraid of small things that actually did happen either to me or to other people. And my mom, she used to say something to me when I was like 10 or 12, 13. She would say, you know what I love about you is that you never need to make your own mistakes. You let other people make their mistakes and you learn from them. And I took that as a great compliment that I've, and I've always been that way, where I want to learn everything I can from a person's life. But the reason that I became that way is because I was afraid. When everybody's going off the high dive as a kid, I would go to the edge of the high dive and I would watch. And I would make sure that every kid who went off the high dive survived. Because, you know, if the temperature dropped suddenly, that water would turn to ice and splat would go the kid. Or as I would watch, I would just go, I wonder if he hits sideways, would his eardrums burst? And I was thinking of all the ways that kids could die on high dives. And then when I would watch, not 10 kids go, when I would watch like 100 to 200 kids go, I would see that there was a 100% survival rate. It's so strange that at public pools, there's a 100% survival rate, in my experience, at those pools. And then I would tell myself, okay, I'm ready to go off the high dive. Next week, I'm going to do it. I'm going to let this settle in this lesson that I've watched. I'm going to let it settle in and then I'm going to go. See, me being afraid, it's led to all sorts of strange and frustrating things in my life. But it's also led me to just thirst for knowledge because I just hate suffering. I don't know about you, but I hate suffering. I hate going through pain. And if I can avoid that pain by learning from another person's life, then I want to do that. What I realize is that if I spend my entire life learning from other people's adventures, I'll never live my own. And so what I realize upon reflection is that every time that I have stepped through a doorway into the life that I wanted to live, into the dream that I wanted to create or the thing I wanted to do or the person I wanted to become, I stepped through a doorway that could have been etched with the words typically hazardous. Someone could have been standing at that door saying, this is dangerous and not everyone survives, but if you really want to go through it, just know that there's risk. See, every time, whether it was the moment that I decided to ask my wife on a date or to propose to her or to marry her and her whole family, which is what you do, by the way, you don't marry a person, you marry a family, and you realize you're taking some great risks risks with the trajectory of your life, with your own personality, with your own life, with your own feelings, with your own heart. Oh, the moment you fall in love with someone 
and realize that they have a power over you. It is typically hazardous, but it has led to the life I have. The moment we decided to have kids, the moment I decided to start adopt together our first nonprofit, the moment I decided to start a job or quit my job or move cities every single time, it has been the dangerous thing. It has been the typically hazardous thing. Even right now, what we're doing is we are starting a podcast. We're starting a conversation together. This is a dangerous thing. You could think me insane. You could think me amateur. You could think me boring. This is a risky thing. But if it works, if this podcast works, I'll get to have input and I'll get to tell stories and I'll get to interview people and I'll get to help you. And I'll get to give you the tools for the adventure that you live every single day that you will get to be a part of all those things in your life with all the input that I can gather. And I love to gather input. I love to gather things from the scriptures and lessons from my life and spirituality with God and lessons from wise people that I trust and smart people and successful people and crazy people and stupid people and brave people. And that's what I'm gonna pack into these 25 minute or so podcasts and I'm going to deliver them to you so that your adventure is one that's lived fully and lived beautifully. See, there's this passage of scripture that I've that I've always loved in Joshua that says, "Have I not commanded you?" It's God speaking to Joshua. He says, "Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go." See, you've probably heard that passage before. If you've ever read a greeting card or been in church or met a Christian person, you've probably heard them say, I, this is what God says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? And I was in a room a couple months ago where a girl said, see, this is a promise that God is going to give you strength and courage, that God is going to give you those things when you move. I said, actually, it's, it's not. It's a promise that God is with you when you're afraid, but he's also with you when you're brave. It's a promise that God says, why are you so afraid? He says, haven't I commanded you already to be strong and courageous? Meaning, I've already told you this before. I've already said this. And because God is not a bully, he's not going to shove you into territory you're not equipped for. He's not pushing you and saying, be strong and courageous, even though I know you don't have the materials for that. He wouldn't be telling you to be strong and courageous if that courage and that strength was not already within you. It's already there. It just requires you and I to choose a dangerous, typically hazardous circumstance. Whether we're faced with it or we choose it, that courage and that strength rises. That's God's proof of God's existence in your life is that he brings you strength and courage. Have you ever been there? Where you had a scenario or situation or a crisis happen to you and you thought to yourself, I didn't even know I was that strong. There are stories of women lifting cars up above their children when they're trapped. There are stories of people being insanely resilient in the midst of crisis, in the midst of disease, in the midst of pain, and coming through it going, I didn't know I had it in me. That is what God is talking to us about. We are living lives all too afraid. And God isn't saying, don't be afraid. There are things to be afraid of. 
He's saying inside of you is a strength and courage that will only emerge as you step into that thing which you are afraid of. So I hope our adventures, I hope our life, I hope whatever adventure you face right now is one you look at it in the face and you go, God already promised he's with me. Now I'm going to find my courage and my strength about 50 yards into enemy territory, <laughs> about a day and a half, a month and a half, about about an, oh, what have I done into this adventure? You'll realize I have more inside me than I'm using. See, that's the conviction that I've come to in my life. Is that whether it's been fear or risk or analyzing scenarios or planning or strategy or whatever excuse I use, I've lived too small. And what I need to do is I need to look at all the doors I'm afraid to walk through and step through them, ready for the work that comes with them and ready for the pain and ready for the risk, but knowing that on the other side of them is the person I want to be and the place that I want to go, the person that God made me for. So here we are. And it's as if our life is one big giant improv, right? I mean, there's no script. No one wrote this out. I mean, there's people who say that God made everything happen and it's all happening as, as, as he typed it out. I just don't think he's that bored. I don't think he's, he, he's typed it all out and then we're just sort of like rolling through all of it. I think what he's doing is I think he's giving us the typewriter and saying, let's write something together. Let's set this adventure together. And so in improv... In the act of improv, I took an improv class once at uh, this event called Terra Nova up in the mountain that my church, Mosaic, does every uh, couple of years. And we went up there, and the guy, David, who was teaching, he said, there's one thing you have to remember. Enter the danger, which sounded uh, like not something that I'm the kind of person who does. And he says, when your improv partner passes it off to you and he says something crazy or he made you a woman or he created something gnarly, you're going to have the instinct to pivot and change the narrative and change the story and run from the thing that you don't know what to do with because it'll be awkward or because it could bomb. But he said, I want you to enter the danger. Improv is about stepping into the uncomfortable, the awkward, and the potentially disastrous because all the funniest, best moments are on the other side of them. It is the same with our life. We are invited by God to enter that danger. He's not leaving us alone. And he's not saying, I'll meet you on the other side. He's saying, I'm with you wherever you go. So if you want to stay afraid, I'll stay with you. But there's courage and strength inside you that when you enter that danger... You're going to find things about yourself you never knew was possible. This conversation, this step, this moment, let's kick it off by entering the danger. There's something you're avoiding. There's so many things I'm avoiding, conversations and conflicts, and I'm going to step into them and use this moment and this launch as an inaugural step to say, well, if I'm doing a podcast about it, then I have to live it too. And so I'm going to enter all the danger, knowing that the doors marked typically hazardous lead to the life that I want to have, this single one and only life, the way that God pulls you into the new you is not through things that are easy. He doesn't go, hey, come on over here. It's soft and beautiful and 
easy life. He pulls you by saying, this one's dangerous, it's typically hazardous, and it's going to be a lot of hard work. And you'll have courage and strength emerge from you you never knew you had, and I'll be there with you the whole time. And then we get to what he calls the promised land. See, it is the legend of the people in the scriptures who went through this hard time, this difficult time to get to that promised land. It wasn't like a cloudy wonderland that we just sort of slipped into. When we look for the easy doors in our life, it takes us further and further away from the place that God prepared for us, the place, the person that God prepared us to become. So I want to invite you now. To, let's kick this off together. And let's enter the danger. Let's take all that we can find and step into the adventures of our life and say, this is the adventure. This is the script I'm writing. This is the improv I'm living. And I'm not going off script by saying, all right, you and me, danger, we're going to dance. Let's step into our typically hazardous adventures and live the life that we have always imagined for ourselves. Guys, I hope that as I gather friends and people and stories and talks and conversations, I hope I can give you the tools to live this adventurous, dangerous, and wonderful life together. Thanks for journeying with us. Thanks for being a part of this with me, and I will see you next time.